Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the short thing today. It is the last day of February. Warren and Ryan here with you. We'll have some talks today on baseball lockout or proposals that have been put out. Uh, also, some shuffling of the NFL broadcasting. There's rumors there. We talked about that before. That we got our first domino, it looks like. So, touch on that. Maybe a couple other things going on as we're a little bit of a doldrums of the sports season right now check us out spotify apple podcast and the iHeartRadio app under the podcast section we'll only be doing once a week until the ncaa tournament starts which we find out selection sunday 13 days away that really crept up on you fast that there are conference tournaments starting this week that was uh that came out of nowhere i think I think it was perfect. I think it uh, starts the exact same time it always does, but we were just so locked in the Super Bowl going a, a, you know, a week yes. later, you know, uh, but uh, no, I totally agree. Cause usually I feel like you have like maybe two, three weeks before the tournament start, uh, the, the uh, conference tournament starts, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's here and it's, you know, ready or not here it comes. No, it's definitely because of the, um, the NFL going an extra week that there wasn't more just like regular college, but not saying regular college basketball, but just, more time to talk about it, I guess. That's, yeah, no uh, doubt. That's what it was with the NFL. But we got that going on uh, as well. Um, how's, it, how's it going out there? It's going well. Started baseball season uh, officially, kind of. We had our first tournament this weekend. Uh, I was surprised we got to play, but uh, we did uh, just just a one-day tournament. We weren't able to play Saturday. We were just able to play yesterday. Um, so that was good. Got my 13s rolling. My uh, freshman guys are all playing high school ball right now, and so I'm just in a uh, full coaching mode now, ready to ready to roll through the spring and summer. Yeah, so that's always starts around this time. Yep. <laughs> um, so back at it, your college baseball has been going on, and you're saying you've been watching a lot of that or whatever. Yep. I just cannot do college baseball until like they until it gets to the tournament. Yeah. It, I'm t- the biggest like it's just a bunch of douche bros out there. It's just too much for me until the tournament goes on. Like I tried watching some, I was like, I can't do this. It's just too. It's just I can't. I can't do the baseball bro in the regular season. So uh, explain. I don't know what you mean by the baseball, like the bat flips, like the, the not even the, the bat flips. The it's just like the chest the, off, walking off the mound type stuff. Just doing the bits and everything. It's just too. It's just too broy. And I'm not trying to be like old man here. These guys don't have. A, I don't want these guys to have fun. Like it's just. If you watch college baseball game, I think you would see that it's it's way more of a of a bro down than that than the uh, major league baseball is. It a one hundred percent is. And then I just can't. Sorry, I, I mean, I just, it's it's just, I could handle it for a couple of weeks. I just can't, I'm, I can't watch a bunch of games like that. See, I, and so I, I agree with you. It It is much, much uh, more like that than the big leagues. And I think that's what, not what draws me to or what makes me like it, but that's, that's what makes it different, makes it a little bit more fun. You know, you see guys actually having fun out there. Whereas you watch the big leagues, you know, they're out there to collect a check. Sure, guys love the game. But college baseball, they're still chasing after a dream, the hopes of making it to the bigs, hopes of being drafted. Shoot, some guys just hoping to, uh, you know, get an A-B or get a couple of uh, pitching appearances. I was watching a game yesterday. It was uh, Penn and A&M, and the senior was on the mound for Penn, and it was his ninth appearance in college baseball, and he was a senior. He spent all four years at Penn. I was like, oof, but buddy, that's tough. But uh, so He's you know, going you know, to Penn. I don't think that's really tough. Nine, I mean, if you're playing baseball at Penn, you have nine appearances in four years. 
I don't think you're really you're going to Penn to go to Penn and then baseball's a little bit on the side. Well, yeah, no doubt. But still, I mean, if I, I mean, I would assume if you're playing baseball, like you want to you want to play. You yeah, know, but you're, you're still team. going to you're you're going to <laughs> Penn. I think it's a little easier to swallow if you're going to Penn. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you, you definitely have a point there, but still, nonetheless. But uh, either way, so like I'm saying, you know, guys are still chasing a dream a little bit. Guys are still having fun out there. They're they're still, uh, you know, pie in the sky dreams. And so that's what makes it a little bit more fun. And then you see some guys. Uh, you know, like this dude, Tommy Tanks from NC State, who's just going absolute yard every single time he steps up to the plate. Tennessee's got a sophomore that's throwing like 102. This kid's 19 years old, already throwing 102. So, you know, for me, it's just fun because I see a lot of these high school guys coming up um, that, you know, that have a ton of potential. And then when you see guys in the, you know, playing D1 and kind of living up to a lot of that potential, I don't know. It's just cool for me to see and, and be able to watch. It's fun. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing with anything. Just for me, it's tougher to. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to get fully involved or whatever. You, you sound a little old manish. It's fine. You know, we, we, we are, we are old. old. I mean, we we're, we're old. We're old. Maybe it, maybe it is an old manish. I'm, I want the guy, I want the guys to have fun. I, 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 I mean, I, I've watched plenty of college baseball games before. I don't know. It's just, it seems like now even more than when I was in college and like calling the games in college, it seems like it's gone up a level from that. Well, we know why. Cause social media and everybody. hundred percent. Yeah. They ever wants the clips a hundred percent. No, I know. And maybe that's part of it too, because I think a bunch of it, if it was, if it was, um, um, if it was, if, if it was more of an organic thing, yeah. Instead of guys just like trying to go viral and stuff like that or thinking, hey, this is I look, this is pot calling the kettle black because I've I'm uh, thinking of things that, oh, this will go viral if I do this. Um, so hand up here. But maybe that's because of it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, all right. Since we're talking about baseball, today seems to be the last. <laughs> this, I Today, I guess, is the last day for an uh a deadline by major league baseball where they'll start uh, just canceling games, not even making them up. Um, this is MLB's deadline. I, I guess I don't understand why today's the deadline. Like I know the players are still, they're going to have to go through like the beginning of spring training and all the, like the workouts and all that, but a bunch of them are still working out, staying fresh, getting ready. Um, I've always thought, do you really need a month of spring training games to prepare? I guess so, but I, I don't know. Here we are, an artificial deadline. Like last night, the expanded playoffs were brought up. That idea, the ghost win was, I'm for expanding playoffs, but whatever whatever that idea was by MLB to say, all right, 12 teams make it, and then the wildcard teams, the players, what is the players associations of division winners didn't get enough of a, of a advantage. So they play all games at home and then they'd start. If you're a wild card team, you'd have to win three games in a three game series. And if you're a, if you're a visit, if you're the division winner, you have to win two out of three like that. That just doesn't do it for me. That that's a bad idea. Scrap that, throw that in the bin. Um, I don't know. Just a lot of uncertainty. Saturday seemed like a disaster as both sides were mad at each other. The players association was furious to MLB didn't make a little more concessions or I, who knows what's going on. Just a just mismanagement, obviously, by baseball that we've talked about before. hundred percent. I mean, it's like, what are we what are we arguing about here? Um, you know, just I, I, I think it's I mean, I know 
it's a hundred percent that the owners are that are continuing this lockout. I mean, I feel like the players want to play. The players want to get out there, you know, for for more reasons than just collecting their check, as I mentioned earlier. But uh, it's just it's just ridiculous. I mean, I baseball was already um, kind of on the downslope anyway. You know, we talked about this last week of how to try to make baseball fun again, and make baseball relevant again. Uh, at this point, I don't know that you can. I mean, it's funny. You know, everyone talks about how much they how how dead baseball is and how people don't you know really enjoy watching it. It's too expensive to go, yada yada yada. But then my Twitter timeline is all these randos like, oh man, I could really go for some spring training right now, man. I, I you know, oh pitchers and catchers should have been reporting today. Heartbreak emoji. It's like, bruh, you were weren't you just the guy that was saying how baseball was dead back in like July and saying how these games shouldn't even be played and the you know the the season should be shortened. Like it's just funny how it flips now that now that all of a sudden baseball isn't being played. All these people are like, you know, oh, for the love of the game, we need to get baseball back. Baseball means so much to this country or to sports fans. And it's just it's it's a little uh, confusing and mind boggling and kind of funny because it's like, you know, seriously. But, you know, I, I've just been I honestly haven't been following it super closely. It's like they're either going to come to a deal and they're going to play games or the you know, they're going to continue to have these 15 minute cups of coffee with each other and then walk out of the room. And we're just going to have games delayed. Like the season, I think, is going to get played. I don't think the season gets scrapped altogether. But to be honest, like I really don't care about the 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 facts or what they're arguing about or or what the two sides are bargaining for. Um, but you know, the games needed to get played. Minor leaguers need to get paid properly and taken care of. And that's really kind of all I really care about. Yeah, I I just want yeah, just get it get the games played. I think though, going back to your thing about people are like, oh, I could do. Uh, spring training or pitchers and catchers right now it's because anything that throws off the sports calendar people are mad about yeah like you could see videos on on social media of uh, guys throwing bullpens or whatever doing uh have highlights from spring training games like anything that throws and then everyone's excited for opening day and then anything that just throws off the sports calendar people are gonna be mad about and yeah they 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 probably don't watch a lot of baseball, but they could be the person like, well, you know what? There's a baseball game on tonight. Maybe I'll watch. like it's not bad just to have on the on the on the um, on the back of the stove there just being able to, hey, you know what? Baseball's on tonight. Maybe I'll watch a game or something like that. And I think that's what they could just be like uh, when it comes to that situation. No doubt. No, I mean, that, that that's fair. But the casual sports fan, I don't think is turning on you know, pirates Cardinals on a Tuesday evening because there's nothing on. You no, but I mean? they'll turn on like their local, their local team. If that's, I meant if they'll turn on their local team, oh, if, gotcha. yeah, if yeah. It, like, cause baseball is not a national sport. It's a local, it's yeah. a local sport. No, it's, no, hundred percent. Yeah. You're, 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 you're right. So it's like, you're going to like fear your, Oh, the Rangers are on. I'll, throw the Rangers game on if I want to watch something mm-hmm. for a couple innings or whatever. You're, you're not going to put on whatever the ESPN game is because they only play the same two teams every three teams every every uh, every um, Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. So they'll just put on their local thing. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, and so that's what it is. So we'll have to see what happens. And also, I don't understand, too. Like, are these just, like, the player? Like, I haven't been – I've been kind of following and not really – like just more players are showing up every day to get an in to get to negotiations. It seems like I'm also confused on that. I guess I, I guess you don't know. It's just, I'm confused by that. No. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think a lot of it's posturing. Um, 
you know, if our players are like, oh, hey, we're coming here to get uh, to, uh, you know, to to negotiate on behalf of ourselves. And we're, you know, we want to play. We want to get get this deal done. I think a lot of it is posturing for media, for the fans. Um, but, you know, I respect it, I guess. But again, I don't know. Like like Max Scherzer showing up, like, does that change negotiations because Scherzer showed up? No. 100%. That's what I mean. Like, that doesn't change anything. Like, all right. Hey, Max, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come, uh, you know, come talk in, you know, in these meetings or come sit in in these meetings. I don't know how much he's talking, but it's just, uh, like I said, I think a lot of it might be a little bit of posturing for, for uh, the fans. Yeah, and then this is when you get into the, will the fans be able to, are they going to side with the players more? Are they going to side with the owners? The other thing that I don't like about this thing, this is minor league camps going on right now. Yeah. Like that's just the minor league. Camp, I don't think they're doing the minor league season. Um, but minor league camp is going on right now. Mm. So that's also a confusing, uh, confusing thing there, but that's the baseball part of it so i guess we'll see when they start canceling uh if they don't have a deal done tonight they'll be canceling the first who knows how long week of games yeah um all right the nfl combine's going on this week i i've this is i don't really care about that at all uh we saw kyler release some long statement that i'm not going to read about i guess him wanting to stay with the cardinals getting more money again i wasn't it was the that's a lot of words. I'm happy for you or not, whatever. Yeah. Happy <laughs> for you. I'm not reading all that happy for you or sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's that was that. Um, but we've had some broadcasting reshuffling going on right now, reportedly. Mm-hmm. But Troy Aikman is going to leave Fox, it sounds like, not to go to Amazon, but to go to ESPN and do Monday Night Football. Interesting. Because then Joe Buck's only got one year left of his deal at Fox. Do they make a ESPN and Fox make a trade, which they can do, to then bring Buck to do Monday Night Football? Or do they bring Al Michaels in to do Monday Night Football? If he doesn't want to do Amazon, then does Fox go get Sean Payton, which it was rumored to do? And now Amazon's going after Herb Street because Sean McVay was going to turn down five million or five years, a hundred million dollars from Amazon because Stan Kroenke gave him a raise in L.A. And now Amazon's kind of left struggling a little bit here. A lot of musical chairs going on in the uh, broadcasting NFL world. Yeah, I was excited to see uh, that Aikman and Buck would be a possibility for ESPN. Uh, you know, them getting a, a, a national game every single week, and you know, the Monday night game I think would be would be uh, you know great for uh, for ESPN. Now, I don't know if you still do the Manning cast. I, I think if I think if you're Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, you kind of say, "Hey, I get it. The Manning cast was uh, successful. A lot of people enjoyed it. But if we're coming over here to call these games, we don't want to be trying to share viewership with these guys." Uh, you know, it's either us or nothing. That's how personally, that's what, how I would take it or uh, how I would start negotiations. If I were those two, I don't know if Al Michaels and Troy Aikman would be the best of duos. I think it's one of those like on their own, they're great, but combined, I don't know if, if it would really be, uh, if it would really work because they're, they're both kind of not low energy, but 
you know, Collinsworth kind of provides the energy in their broadcast. Joe Buck, you know, he he brings the loud calls and, and things like that for for uh, their broadcast, in my opinion. So I just don't know if those two of Al Michaels and Troy Aikman both kind of low-key, not monotone, but you know what I mean? Like kind of a more calm, cool, relaxed broadcast versus uh, any kind of energy. I think you need, uh, you know, a little bit of energy. You don't need a whole lot. Uh, you know, you, you don't need uh, um, Gus Johnson out there every Monday night, but you need you need a little bit of fire a little. I mean, we just, we saw that Super Bowl play where Al Michaels, you didn't even know the game was over after that sack. Yeah, I I think Al and Troy would be great together. Really? If that would it, oh, yeah, I think they would. I think I think um, I think they would be good together because um, also like Al Michaels could. I know he is what he is now, but maybe he, he he does get a little more. It's not like Joe Buck gets really loud or whatever. I don't no, think but, so. No, but he like he and it's not loud. Just the the energy that he exudes sometimes is is uh, I think I think good. I think part of you with Al Michaels is that you have the last play of the Super Bowl in your mind too much. And yeah, he should have been. He should have shown a little more voice inflection on that. But I think he's done. He's done it. But like. I think they would work together and they would be fine. They would be good together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I going back to your Manning casting, I, the Manning cast has already been signed a contract for next year. Yeah. See, that's tough. But I, 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 I could see where you might think of that, but I don't think Troy, I don't, I don't think he would really care. He's going to make $20 million or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so why would he care if more if a million, if what, Eight percent of the audience that watches Monday Night Football is going to go watch the Manning cast. It, that's I think that's what it ended up being sometimes, or average like ten percent. So ten percent of the people that watch Monday Night Football, which is like one point, ended up being like one point five million, aren't going to watch you. They're going to watch the Mannings. Fine. Guess what? Twelve million. Twelve He's million. Still th- cashing the check. Twelve. Twelve to thirteen million people are still going to be watching me, and that eighteen million dollars for. 20 games is cashing. The, the interesting, oh, and he's still going to be able to do a Super Bowl because ESPN is going to have the Super Bowl on ABC. That was part of their last thing. So it goes to a four network rotation. So he's still going to be able to do the Super Bowl. So he's not losing that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think the, I think Troy Aikman moving to ESPN is going to be great. And ESPN can finally have a steady booth. You know, we've been playing uh, musical chairs just in the ESPN booth for a couple of years now since Gruden left. Uh, I don't think he's making a comeback anytime soon. So, you know, if they can kind of solidify that and keep it consistent for at least, you know, a few seasons, I think that'd be nice for them and for the Monday night broadcast crew. Even the play-by-play guy has been a musical chair since Tariko left. Yeah. They, they put McDonough in there who I like. Yeah. Then they kicked him to the curb, brought in uh huh? Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Michelle McDonough. Then they uh, brought in Joe Tess who, I like, but he's 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 more of a college. He's guy. a college guy. He's 100%. a college guy than his um, than his uh, than an NFL guy. Him him Boog and Witten, which just was a debacle. Um, they did that for two years, and then they were like, "All right, we'll do the safe choice of Steve Levy and Brian Greasy, who did college games together, which are there they're just the vanilla as vanilla can go. Yeah, and then let's throw in Lewis Riddick, and too many cooks in the kitchen on that. Um, and then I just didn't think Steve Levy was very good at football. Um, at least for NFL, he's stick to hockey, college football's fine. And, uh, that's where they're at. So that, and then the inter, then, as we said, Herb street, 
to Amazon, then they're trying to get uh, that would be an interesting move. I think you would still stick with doing um college too. Um, but man, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think I think Herbstreit's one of those guys at ESPN like can't um afford to lose. I mean, he's he he is college football for for ESPN. So I think if whatever offer Amazon brings, ESPN is going to try to you know match it or uh you know give him more to make sure he's six round because I think he's a guy that you cannot lose if you're ESPN. Yeah, but I think he could still do he got he could still do both games. Obviously, call call NFL for Amazon and still call college for um. ESPN. Yeah. Okay. And then if, if he can do that, then yeah, yeah, then absolutely he should do that. So it's it's rumored. So the deal with um um the deal he has now is um Mar- Andrew Marchand says that his deal with ESPN right now is what do you think Herb Street makes? I should say that a year. Yeah. Uh, six mil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and his contract, it does say that his deal allows him to work NFL games with another entity while continuing to work at ESPN. So that leaves that door open and then Amazon would pay him. I mean, how do you not, I know it's more worth, but how do you not take that bag from Amazon? Yeah. Um, and if you're, if you're a player, say you're a pretty charismatic guy and you're, who would be a guy like this? I don't you're kind of in your early thirties. You played for like 10 years or whatever. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, uh, like just, I'm trying to think of a name. I can't think of anybody, but why would you not? First of all, why would I hate this guy? But if you're JJ, Watt, why would you not try and work in TV right now? Why would you like, do you want to win a super bowl that bad? You want to have your body go through this? Why would you not just go work in TV? You see the money's there. Why would you not try and, and do that? Um, because clearly they don't care about any. Um, they don't care about if you're qualified for or if you have any experience broadcasting. Look at what CBS did with Romo. He never had any experience broadcasting games. Sean Payton's going to get this deal with Fox reportedly. He's never had any broadcasting experience. Drew Brees never broadcasting experience as well. So they really just don't care. Greg Olson was the only guy that called like one or two games during a bye week or he got hurt for Fox. That has to keep to leave. Um, like they, they clearly, if you, you have, you have a personality, they'll, they'll, they'll hire you. And JJ Watt now he he has a personality. A lot of it, I think is a bit and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, he would make, he would make, why would you not take the money and do that? For sure. Um, but I can't figure out like a guy that's still, some of that would retire early so that yes. they could go in into the booth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who. Maybe Baker. <laughs> he shows his acting chops on Progressive. Did you see the tweet that he allegedly got beat up on in Austin this weekend? I did not. <laughs> yeah. Some. Some. Uh, some <laughs> I. There's no video out there, and this is the only one. There's only one tweet I saw about it, but um, it was. Uh, it was a guy who said Baker Mayfield ain't shit on the field or off. Bro got clocked by a five-five Mexican in Austin. Tough. And there's no like other follow-up tweet. Didn't see a, no video or anything um, about that or whatever. So who knows? 
Yeah, I feel, like that, I feel like that probably would have made, you know, a little bit more headlines if, if it actually did happen. It could be, but maybe the guy's saving the videos to sell it to TMZ or something. Yeah. Like, but uh, that definitely got uh, a good chuckle out of me um, this uh, this morning. Um, or not this morning, on Saturday morning when, when Baker, anytime <laughs> Baker... A negative. I'm I'm off the I'm off the train. I think I've said that. Yeah, I think yeah we've I think we've got the. Cut and the also, head. him fighting in a sling would be cool to see. Because <laughs> he's got torn labrum surgery. Like, what well, yeah. what happens there? How does how does does he have to get another surgery because of that? That'd be tough. That would be a tough, a tough, um, a tough tough scene there. Um, all right. Did you see? I you probably didn't see this, but we had a great, um. Uh, a funny soccer moment this weekend. It was yesterday in the Carabao Cup final, Liverpool Chelsea. I did see that. Um, first of all, the greatest zero zero game I've ever seen. Uh, you you just hear zero zero, no goals. You're like pretty boring. There were th- th- four goals I think ruled off sides. The post was hit like three times. Great saves, like uh, highly highly entertaining um game that goes to penalties and right before penalties Chelsea manager subs on a different goalie and the goalie proceeds to save zero penalties and then since nobody saved one everybody made them all it was in the 11 the uh 11th round when they go to the goalkeepers he just skied his right over the bar and it was uh not even close no not even close and it was it looked like the kickoff of an NFL game. That's how I mean, that was the trajectory it went on. Like he just went up there and was trying to get a touchback. Funny you say that because someone, this content creator over there was doing a watch along and he said, oh, he acting like he was in the NFL kicking it over the bar. <laughs> yeah, that um, was, that was a tough, tough scene. Tough scene. And someone even tweeted before when he got subbed on. He goes, what if he he goes, what if this goes to 12? What if this goes to the. Save one and he misses it. Yeah. And what do you know, 15 minutes later, that's exactly what happened. That scenario happens. The funniest moment from that or the, I guess, cold, cold blooded moment from that was Virgil van Dyke. This was like the third penalty he plays for Liverpool. The the goalie, uh, Kepa um, from Chelsea is shading over to his right. Van Dyke's left before the kick because he's like, he's going to go left. And Van Dyke, I we need a we need a speed on this one. Just blasts it like right over his hand, like it's so fast. He's even shaded to the right. He can't even get his hand up in there. And Van Dyke just stared him down like you knew what I was doing, and I knew what you were doing, but you can't stop that. It was a pretty. I was like, wow, that was a great. Uh, that was a great penalty. It was uh, some good stuff there. Yeah, not often do you see a zero-zero game, and then go to penalties and not a single one is missed. I mean, the fact that not a single one was blocked, but the fact that a guy didn't hit a crossbar or just straight up miss other than the goalie there at the end is pretty remarkable as well. Yeah. And I would have liked to seen, um, the expected goals count from yesterday. Um, so the expected goals from yesterday was Liverpool 4.1 to Chelsea 2.09. And I am, man, Chelsea 2.09, that was low. So, I mean, they were thinking it should have been 4-2. to two. I, That's not wrong because there were 
ch- I mean, there are chances all over the place. It was a zero zero doesn't paint the picture for what that should have been um, there. But that was uh, I just thought Keppa coming on. <laughs> just skying it over was uh, pretty, pretty funny. All right. What uh, what else do we have out there right now? As we uh, say, it's beginning kind of bleak. Saturday, college basketball was Saturday. One through yeah. six loses. Um, and then number nine loses as well. So huge day there as far as, you know, that was a perfect time, though. I was talking to uh, one of my buddies. We were talking college basketball. I said perfect time for Arizona to lose because they were, you know, they were hot. They were, I think, uh, they all had two losses on the season so far, only one conference loss. Perfect time to lose right before the conference tournament and right before the tournament starts because you don't want to be going in on, like, a 30-game win streak. Not that that was the case for them, but you know what I mean? Like, you'd want to go in winning – 20 straight games because then when that loss comes up you're just due law of numbers and so this was a perfect loss for arizona but yeah one through six loses as well as number nine so a huge day in college basketball for on saturday to kind of shake things up a little bit but again for those top six teams probably a good idea to lose then versus you know in a couple weeks well and then now all the teams were playing on the road right uh yes well i know i know for sure arizona was because because Gonzaga uh, and, and, and lost, Gonzaga, on, yeah, they lost to St. Mary's in at St. Mary's, yeah. And Purdue lost on the road at Michigan State. Kansas lost on the road at um, Baylor, and then yeah, Auburn lost on the road at Tennessee. So all of those, excuse me, all of those games were on the road. Um, and then Texas Tech lost on the road too. So all seven teams that lost were games on the road. And that's the thing about college basketball. I think this year more than most years is that if you're like a road favorite say like three to eight points, nine points. I would like to see the numbers on what the home dog does then, but I think those numbers got to be pretty good. If you're a home dog, Mm. just like taking a casual look at it. um, It seems like there's been a ton of upsets for like road teams this year, but I, I don't, I don't know the numbers on that. Yeah. I wouldn't know them either. Um, (laughs) Two admittedly not super locked in guys. You know what I was doing Saturday, though? Betting on games to go to overtime. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is, that your, is that your new kink? I was on Saturday for about three games, and we probably stopped. Yeah, probably good. Um, huh? How how do we do? Oh, we went over three. Yeah. But we had a heartbreaker because we had um, Purdue-Michigan State. And I was watching some of the Premier League and I was looking at the scores and I was like, oh, Purdue's down like five with like 10, 10, 11 minutes to go or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to bet over. To, like I looked at the odds and I was it was plus 780 to go to overtime. And I was like, all right, we'll throw a little on that. And when the, I turned it over, Michigan State had a three with a second to go. Mm. And it kind of rattled around the hoop like teased you like it was going to come out. Um, and then the next one I had was Kentucky and Arkansas, which they had a three to tie it up with. Um, what? Like five seconds to go that, that missed. And then the other one that I had was West Virginia, Texas, which is 82, 81. And I didn't even watch any of that game. So I don't even know if that had a chance. I just looked at the, uh, I just looked at the score. Um, I'm looking at the game cast. Now I didn't even go bother to look at the game cast, but uh looks like we had some missed free throws that could have given us 
a tie and a missed shot. But uh, yeah, that was that was what I was doing a little bit on Saturday. Tell me you're bored without telling me you're bored. <laughs> yeah, I mean the weather was terrible, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. What are you gonna do? Um, you're gonna bet games to go to overtime. Let me tell you, what a rush though. <laughs> I can imagine, especially when it get when when like it was tied. Um, you're like, okay, can we just get a miss? Um, yeah. but this will be this will be brought back for the NCAA tournament. I will. Uh, I'll sprinkle a little bit on that. Um. What was that? Is that almost as bad as tailing my friend's MLS card? Uh, the fact opening that day of MLS. Had, yeah, that's that's tough. It's not tough though. The guy was on fire. Was he seven and seven and three, with a couple of alt 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 spreads? DC United shout out them minus one and a half, and then minus two, which was like plus three fifteen. He was on fire. Um, yeah, Saturday Saturday was a tough was a tough was a tough day. Um, but uh, we, Ryan, we have some breaking baseball news right now. Uh-oh. Uh, no deals done. No deals done, but the most overrated player in baseball history is stepping down from CEO of the Miami Marlins. I'm sick of this Derek Jeter hate. It's just so <laughs> unwarranted. Good for him. Get out of there. He's got a family to take care of, but the Derek Jeter hate. I was The fact that you bring that up, I was just thinking about this, like, I think over the weekend, like, I don't understand why he gets so much hate. I mean, the guy won five World Series championships. It was his, the leadoff hitter or, top, you know, one or two hitter for all of them was the shortstop of the New York Yankees for 20 years. Sure, the end of his career wasn't fantastic, but sh- tell me anybody whose end of their career was just as good as the beginning of the middle. Not a whole lot. I'm sick of the Derek Jeter slander. Best shortstop in baseball history. Boy, talk about getting drawn off sides. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, you got me with the hard count. You got me with Aaron Rodgers' hard count for sure. But like I said, it was mostly because I had already been thinking about it. It was already stewing a little bit, and I don't know what triggered it or what brought it up. Like I said, I think it was over the weekend or during the during the uh, ice storm where you're just sitting in the house, and I was like, man, I am tired of the Derek Jeter slander. You can slander probably any other Yankee, and I wouldn't get as fired up. But like Derek Jeter, I mean, come on, and he's not even my favorite Yankee of all time, and it's just it, it's is baffling. It's because it was, if that guy has that career with any other team, he's not even. It's not even like brought up. It's he doesn't. He's he not in the same five realm. World Series with. He's not in the else? same realm if he plays for any other team. If I, it's it's a guarantee. Okay, and so has that I, same I, career. Then I could probably say the same thing, you know, for Tony Romo and the Cowboys, and not not, not that he had an illustrious career. And the fact that I com- compared Tony Romo to Derek Jeter, it was was probably a bad move on my part. But if you're saying the, the uniform the guy puts on has a lot to do with it then he's probably the exact same way. And I know you're a big Romo guy. Yeah, but I'm not saying Romo is the greatest quarterback of all time or anything. I said he was underappreciated. Yeah. I, I think Romo is a very poor comparison. Um, but no, if he does that with, if he does that with the Pirates, the Reds, any, any other, the Rockies, um, the Royals, like any of these teams, it's, 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 it's not even a doubt that he's, he's, no one if, brings- if Derek Jeter wins five World Series with the Royals, you're telling me he's not held in and has the same regard. career? Yes. No chance. Oh, I, you're totally wrong on that. No, you're wrong. I'm not at all. Yeah, you are. Because you've seen other guys that other baseball legends that have great careers with 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 lower market teams, and they don't get the same just constant constant talk of them all the time. I think. 
if if Derek Jeter wins five World Series with a small market team, if he's the center point, you know, the kind of the focal point, the shortstop, the you know, leadoff hitter, number two hitter on that team and wins five World Series, I think he's I think he might even be held in higher regard for doing that. It's almost I think he gets a lot of hate because it's the Yankees that he was on. If he does oh, it in Boston, of if he course does it in people Boston, don't like him because he was with the Yankees. If he does it in Boston, he's the greatest baseball player to no, ever live. No, he's not. No, he's that, not. Oh, I'm telling you, yeah, 100%. People hate the Red Sox. No doubt. I mean, I know. I'm one of them. As much as they hate the Yankees. You're telling me if Derek Jeter is the uh, shortstop for the Cleveland Indians and wins five World Series, you're like, ah, that guy wasn't very good. Well, that's me. I'm going to say he's. I'm going to be doing what you're doing. That's a – you can't say – that's not a bad comparison. That's a bad comparison. No, because everything that I've every, – every point that you – that I – This is a I've player made. on your favorite team. So if you bring it with the Indians, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not a – it's not a – I'd be doing the same thing that you would be doing. So that's not a that for in this conversation, that's not a comparison. No, I'm saying he gets too much hate for no reason at all. No, I think bring he does in get analytics a- when he was playing in a time when analytics didn't exist, except for the uh, except for the Oakland A's, and we saw how that worked out for them. I mean, they made the playoffs a bunch. Oh, sweet! Let's hang a banner. We made the playoffs a bunch. They made a movie about him. That's good enough. <laughs> they made a book about. That's him. better than a banner. Book's better than the movie. Uh, did you even read the book? No. So I, I knew that. So that was an easy, easy bluff to call there. Um, all right. One last thing. Uh, so we were talking about Wordle. You were playing some fake Wordle. I'm now in on I'm in on one of these games. Don't tell me you're on it. Oh, I'm glad you brought this up. Don't tell me you're in on Nerdle. No, not Nerdle. I'm in on uh, uh, Podal. What the? Why have you even heard of this? It's the NBA version. Jacob Podal? Jakob Podol. Jakob. But uh, I'll I'll text it to you. Um, it's pretty much Wordle, but just you have to guess the NBA player. Um, we're only four days in. And uh, this one I got on a whim today on, on the third try, which was uh, very impressive. But the stats... The stats are they give you the team. You got to do the team, conference, division, guard... Height, age, and number. So there's six of them. It's the same thing. You get one right at screen, blah, 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 this and that. Uh, yesterday, and then you could look at a silhouette if you want. I think the silhouette's kind of cheating. I did look at it yesterday. I kind of oh, helped you're me get it. To. Yeah, I just, I just clicked on, on show silhouette. I just. Well, first of all, the first time I looked at the silhouette, I didn't even, I couldn't even figure out who it was. So are we guessing the full name, just the last name? What are we doing? Full name. You're trying to guess the full name. I, it, and there's a there's a drop down box that tells you uh, what it is. Like it has the the, the 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 database of players. Oh, I see how this goes. Ah, oh, that's kind of cool. I can get behind this. Yes. All right. I'm in uh, on this one. So funny that you mentioned Wordle. Because I finally pulled the trigger uh, maybe about a week, week and a half ago. Muted the word Wordle on Twitter. Oh, you did? I did. I was I was over it. I was so freaking over it. There's too many people that I followed that I was like, should I just unfollow them? I was like, nah, I kind of I kind of enjoy the follow. So I just was like, you know what? We're done. Wordle's out of out of the Twitter, uh, the Twitter sphere for Ryan. I control my own experience on Twitter. So that's what I did. I, I muted the word Wordle. And uh, one other word that went along with it, but I don't remember. 
but it's funny now because there was like a thread that came up. Somebody had retweeted a tweet that didn't say Wordle, but they were talking about Wordle. And so I went and clicked on the retweet. I didn't realize they were talking about it. And then at the very top, it said, this tweet contains a word that you muted or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, thank God I'm out. I'm out on this. There's also Loodle. Do you know what that is? Oh, my God. It's lewd words. I can get behind that. <laughs> I just saw someone tweet about that. Um, no, but I'm in on uh, Podal. I'm in on that one. We'll see how long I actually, how many days in a row I do it, but it's not uh, not bad. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's uh, pretty good. The excitement when I got this one on the third try, which without having guessed the correct team or uh, or division yet, I was pretty I was pretty uh, pretty pumped about that. Um, but uh, all right, I think that's going to do it for us. You have anything else here? I think that's I think that's all I got. Yeah, I just can't think of nothing else going on. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, that's it. We'll be back next Monday. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Oh, we, Phil Mickelson really is in the, is in the deep end. He's done. He's done. Um, these sponsors are dropping them left and right. Um, tough. Um, no, my dad had a funny joke yesterday. He said, you know how Phil was talking about hitting bombs? Well, he just hit a bomb on this one or something like that. He was hitting bombs the wrong way. Um, I butchered that joke. It was much funnier when he said it and I got the wording wrong and he'll listen to this and text me what the exact wording was. But, uh, yeah, boy, he's in the, he's in a dumpster fire right now. Yeah. He's, and like you said, it seemed like he was already, uh, already struggling for a little bit of cash flow, And so that just makes things a whole lot worse when you're getting dropped by, uh, by sponsors worse, but a lot more interesting for us to follow. Um, but all right, that'll do it. We'll be back next week. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you then.